0: They even throw in registration and 12-months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.
1: The Go Radio football show with The Taxi Centre. Hosted by Rob McLean, Chris Burke and Simon Donnelly. Listen live weeknights from 5. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go. Go, go!
2: Sometimes a break just creeps up behind you and bashes you (laughs) over the head like that one did. We weren't really expecting it at all. Uh, But there we go. Uh, We did get uh, the opening thoughts there from Simon Donnelly and Chris Park. Rob McLean here on the Go Radio Football show for a Thursday evening, 5.45 in Belgrade. Uh, for Red Star and Rangers, uh, Simon was just telling us he reckons Rangers have got a foot and a half in the, in the quarterfinals. Uh, <laughs> are you pretty <laughs> confident yourself, Chris, that, uh, that, that Rangers are virtually there?
3: Yeah, look, I don't think anybody expected it to be 3-0 going into this game. Um, I think Joe Vanny Van Bronckhorst spoke about it. Uh, they played well in the moments it was needed for Rangers. I think they were more clinical than, than Red Star. Uh, at Ibrox um, and I think that it was an even game even though it was 3-0 to Rangers so I think Giovanni van Bronckhorst is a calm head he'll be he'll be telling the team that you have to treat the game like it's now now I heard him say that in his press conference and he's going to have to do it that way I've just noticed obviously it's the same team as, as what they played at Ibrox but I think what he did um, at Ibrox was in-game change formation where he could pull, push, Lundstrom back, and I think he's, he's he's probably thought about that. Where if needed in the game, where we have to 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 change the shape of of the team to to help us, you know, maybe see us over the next you know the last 15 minutes or so, or the first 15 minutes, because I think Red Star will come at us and look for a for an early goal. As you can see, when the team sheet has come out. It looks as if they're going to go two up top because um, Pavkov has come in. You but... are just full of information. This is scary. <laughs> well, I actually don't know his name, or who's replaced. I don't know who Surnich. Surnich, yes, S- S- H- he's Hitch's replaced. Out. So a midfielder replaced, obviously on the bench for a, for a striker. So they have to go for it, Red Star, don't they? And I think what they're going to do is they're going to look for an early goal, Rob. Um, it's just whether Rangers can weather that storm. But Rangers have, have, have been scoring, you know, lots of goals in Europe as of late. And I think I cannot see Rangers not putting you know, the ball in the back of um Red Star's net. So, you know, Red Star are going to have to maybe score, you know, more, or definitely going to have to score more than three if, if they want to qualify, because I, I think Rangers will score tonight.
2: If you want your team news, you get it from Chris Barkey, you know that, you can guarantee it. Uh, so just recapping uh, what Chris said there, the Rangers team is the team uh, which won 3-0 at Ibrox last week uh, and that means it's four changes uh, from the team which won at Dens Park on Sunday to reach the Scottish Cup semi-finals, they absolutely cruised into the Scottish Cup semi-finals out McLaughlin, Helander is not in the Europa League squad, Sands and Ramsey the other three are on the bench Uh, back in comes Alan McGregor, Leon Balligan Mm. at the back, uh, John Lundström in the midfield Chris mentioning him there, of course this option just to drop him in at times between the two centre-backs, Joe Aribo. Is back in the team as well. So McGregor and goals, Tavernier, Goldson, Baligan and Bassi, Lundstrom, Jack, Camara, Arribo, Kent, Morellis on the <laughs> bench, McLaughlin, McCrory, Barisic, I uh, can't read my writing, Leon King, Ramsey Sands, Arfield, Lowry, Diallo, Wright, Roof and Fashion Sakala. How's that sounding, Simon?
4: Yeah, I think Rangers will get flexibility. They've, they've certainly got experience now in, in Europe and I think I've touched on it in the show before. They've got players that I think like playing in Europe. You know, the, the frustration of domestically with everybody behind the ball. I think there's spaces in Europe for, for guys that like the likes of Kent are able to exploit, and they've done done that in the the, the run to the the last sixteen. Morales looks in top form. He's a handful for anybody up front. Leads the line really well. So I agree with Chris. I think Rangers will score tonight. The the, the concern maybe for Rangers is you look at the, the first game. And the three goals that Red Star score, albeit they're offside, they're just offside. Mm-hmm. So they look capable of hurting the defence. Uh, so that was be my only concern because I think Red Star will go for it. They have to go for it. They're 3-0 down. But I, I still think Rangers will score.
2: A lot was made of those marginal offside calls. And yeah, on another night, it could have been a different scoreline. But what, what I took out of the game as well, Chris, was that Rangers actually had other other good chances to score as well on top of the three they did get.
3: Yeah, it was, a, it was an entertaining game, Rob. And I think set plays is, is crucial for Rangers. I think, you know, they're so dangerous, not just an open play. And Simon um, just said it there. I think Kent actually spoke about it in his press conference that he enjoys playing in Europe just because the spaces are more open. And if Red Star are going to come at Rangers, there's going to be more gaps in the defence um, there's got to be more gaps in between that defence line and the midfield line of Red Star. And I think, you know, the likes of Morelos, Saribo, Kent can exploit that. So there is going to be chances for Rangers tonight, not just in set plays, which they're really, really good at, but also in open play.
2: Here is Ryan Kent, speaking about the confidence in that squad.
3: I've mentioned before, you know, after, um, you know, each,
4: each year of participating in this competition that we've always wanted to improve on the previous year, um, you know which we have done so far, and um, you know that's no different for this year. You know we want to go as far as we can in this competition. You know we try to have as much confidence going into every game. Uh, you know that will be no different going into this, um, and hopefully the next round. You know if we if we go there with the right mentality um, for this fixture.
2: I think the big games seem to bring him alive, don't they, Ryan Kent? Uh, he is a top player, and and the the greater level you get him to, uh, the better he seems to operate, Simon.
4: Yeah, I think he has taken a real boost of confidence from these type of uh, evenings. I think, as we said there, the space the space for him to go in. He's a creative player, he's an attacking player. He showed by winning the penalty last week, I think he won a penalty against Dortmund as well. He thrives on that kind of space, that European platform as well. I I think quite a lot of the Rangers players do that as well, whatever it is, because even before Van Bronckhurst's time, they did really well in Europe under Gerard. Some of their best performances in the last three years.
2: Yeah. When you think of those two Benfica
4: games, yeah, they stick I out, they built Porto, confi- Braga. Yeah, last season, I think the confidence that came from those evenings, you know, spilled over into the domestic, and hence they go on and win the league. And they've seemed to carry that on. Uh, I just think they, th- they thrive on that platform. You know, watching the the Dortmund highlights here, they kind of blew Dortmund away over two legs. You know, out- with a little period in the middle of the game at Ibrox. Mm-hmm. They look very comfortable. Uh, they've been clinical last week and a 3-0 lead is a fantastic lead to, to take to Bill Bro- uh, what, Co- what What they've
3: done, I, I think Rangers against Dortmund and obviously against Red Stars have scored early and it's mm. helped. It's helped massively that. Scored early and obviously set plays at the beginning with, with Tavernier with the crosses It's and obviously penalty kicks, etc. But I think to touch on Kent... I, for me, I just think he's better when he touches the line. As you can see, mm-hmm. he, he plays wider. And yeah. then Mirelos is in the box and you've got like, Arriba arriving, Warfield when he plays, arriving in the box. And he just gets to run it 1v1 with, with against the fullback. Normally, last season... Um he was still influential in moments but it he was did, like an inside he left did, wasn't he it? Played like a like an inside left as you said he came deeper for the ball and it was space for other players for barisic to run beyond kent but now as you see barisic still runs beyond kent but you can see kent more further forward than barisic now and he can get to go at ease. and i know what it's like as a wide player there's nothing better than getting the ball wide and you've got a 1v1 situation and you would fancy yourself all day long Kent versus the the, the back just because he can go both ways, he's both-footed, and he's so sharp inside the box, and that's why he gets so many penalties and creates a lot of chances. I think he actually created the two assists against Motherwell. I think he's performing even better now as time goes on, not just in Europe, but um, the last, I'd say, six weeks, he's performed really well in the in, in league campaign. Obviously, we'd like his numbers to be higher in terms of goals, but I think his assists are slowly a bit creeping up and he might be so influential not just in Europe this season but also in the, in the, the lead up to the, the league title
2: Half an hour away from kick-off in Belgrade and if you've just joined us it is uh, McGregor in goals Tavernier, Goldson, Baligan and Bassi, uh, Lundström, Jack, <coughs> Camara Aribo, Kent, Morelos that's the starting 11 for Rangers it is the same uh, starting 11 as uh, 1-3-0 at Ibrox and four changes from the team which beat uh, Dundee by the same scoreline in the Scottish Cup quarterfinals on Sunday, here's Giovanni van Bronckhorst talking about the atmosphere.
5: We we know we're gonna go to a place where the the, the atmosphere can be very very hostile, and uh, but you know that's that's uh, you know a thing we have to we have to cope with. I mean we have a, quite an experienced team, so uh, we've been in in in, uh, in in places before where it's very hostile and. Uh, but you have, to, uh, you have to deal with it, make sure you mentally you are prepared, tactically you're uh, uh, prepared and also make sure you just concentrate on the game and, and uh, play against uh, the 11 other players. So, uh, but it will, uh, it will be a nice atmosphere to, to play in and uh, we have to enjoy that as well.
2: And he'll want the Rangers team to be at it obviously right from the start because what you can't <laughs> afford to go out there really thinking, Simon, is well, we can lose by a couple of goals and still go through. You, you just don't want that attitude. No,
4: you can't approach a game like that at all, Rob. I think uh, similar to the, the Dortmund game with two goals of a lead, go out and try and don't have to go and push the game, chase the game or be gung-ho but go out and play your normal game. He talks about the hostility of the crowd there. That only happens if, as Chris says, they get their noses in front or they get their tails up. Mm. The other way, you can go out there and play well and, and quiet in the crowd. And I think, you know, without sitting in, they've got enough on the brakes, uh, Rangers, to go and score a goal. But, yeah, I would approach the game some of it. I wouldn't go out there and sit and invite people on you because then that's when they'll get their tails up and that's when the crowd get behind them and you've seen teams fold in Europe like that. So I think you have to go and approach it like they, they did in the first league.
3: Can Rangers win the Europa League, Chris? I think they can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. I think they've performed over the last three three seasons in Europe very well. Um they look as if they're progressing, you know, ever so well. Um and hopefully by the end of tonight they can get into a quarter final. So I think there's one thing that we have to touch on is I think Giovanni Van Bronckhorst spoke about it there is that they have a level of experience and that's credit to, to Rangers, you know, keeping their players. And they've had a lot of mainstays there. So they have that level of experience mm. in Europe. So I I can see them overturn. I can see them actually performing very well tonight and maybe get a victory. I think, you know, it is a 3-0 scoreline. But as I said... I can see Rangers you know, scoring goals tonight and hopefully they go through and go into the quarterfinals.
2: And that's maybe what Celtic are lacking at the moment, isn't it? When you see what happened against them versus Bodo Glimt uh, beaten 5-1 on aggregate and I think Ange Postacoglu pretty much held his hand up after that game to say, well, you know, the team's come a long, long way from where they <clears> were. I mean, it's remarkable what's happened but that there are other steps to be taken up the ladder when you're talking about maybe European know-how, Simon?
4: Possibly. I think, uh, I mean, Celtic you know, they, they, they did take a couple of heavy defeats this season, but they, they did show that they could go out and, and harm the opposition as well, away from home. But yeah, I spoke about it there. Rangers are two, three seasons down with a lot of these players have experienced the European situation. And Ange, I think, uses the term work in progress. Yes, it's a fantastic turnaround domestically, maybe just still learning their way eh, in the European side of it.
2: Just having a look at the other teams, I mean that that question to you about could Rangers win the the whole thing, and and like you, I kind of look at it and think, well, why not? When you've beaten Borussia Dortmund, I don't think anything really frightens you too much after that. But look, just looking at the other how the other ties in the in the last sixteen are placed, uh, Leverkusen. down at home to Atalanta. Well, I guess either of those could go through. Maybe you would err on the side of Leverkusen at home tonight. Uh, Galatasaray-Barcelona's 0-0. You would think maybe Barcelona might just have too much in that game, even away from home to get that finished off. Braga... 2-0 2-0 up, going to France to play Monaco. <clears throat> may, so you would think maybe Braga. Mm-hmm. Frankfurt, 2-1 up at home against Real Betis, where you would think Eintracht Frankfurt will get that finished off. Lyon, 1-0 up against Porto at home. Um, so you would think probably Lyon. Yeah. Uh, then you've got well Leipzig are through because Spartak Moscow are kicked out, obviously. And then you've got West Ham will go down at home to Sevilla capable of, of, of turning that around. so those are the potential I mean Barcelona would be massive yeah. wouldn't it a massive game uh, West Ham I guess because, it, because it's Scotland England would, would be a massive game but there's nothing that doesn't look winnable there
3: You know what I'm going to tell you let's just focus on this one <laughs> <laughs> When are you becoming a manager? <laughs> no listen a lot of them sound like glamorized to me as well mm. um, Atalanta are a very good team Leipzig are a very good team. You can't write off Barcelona, even though they're a work in progress. Mm. Um, you've got Braga, who I think have, have basically won the title, I'm sure, and, and doing ever so well. Um, you've got Leverkusen, who are, are a very good team. I think Leverkusen is the only team last season that has scored more goals in Europe than Rangers. Leverkusen scored 40, Rangers scored th- 38. So it just shows you how well Rangers have done compared in comparison to other teams in, in the Europa League. So there is good ties, but I'll tell you something. If Rangers do go through, there'll be a lot of teams not wanting Rangers.
2: Chris, one game at a time. Burke, Simon, <laughs> a foot and a half in the quarterfinals. Donnelly. I was, and... going, to say, I was
4: going to say there's no mugs <laughs> at this stage of the tournament. No, That's well. another cliche. Yeah, but, but exactly. I think the, the teams are good. but Rangers have showed up until this point. You know, they're more than capable. Dortmund in the last round. People would have written Rangers off with that mm-hmm. one. Uh
2: maybe Dortmund so, wrote them off
4: yeah probably probably I think in the first leg maybe they did you know uh, underestimated them but you get to this stage of any tournament anything's possible
2: there you have it 5.45 start for Red Star in Belgrade against Rangers
1: the Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda Toyota Ford Seat and more let's go, go, go.
2: Thursday on the Go Radio football show with Chris Burke, Simon Donnelly and Rob McLean. Simon Donnelly, the former Celtic and Scotland striker. Uh, the current uh, Kilmarnock and former Scotland winger, uh, Chris Burke is here, former Rangers player of course. He was around uh, in 2008 when uh, Rangers got went all the way to the final of the UEFA Cup final and uh, Rangers tonight... Could well go as far as any Scottish team has gone since then, so uh, it tells you uh, how much progress they've made. And it will be a big surprise, it would be a massive shock if Rangers uh, didn't go through on the back of a 3 0 first leg win, Chris.
3: Yeah, it would be a shock, but I, again, I, I'm going to say it again the scoring didn't reflect the, the performance. I think you know, Red Star had more possession, <clears throat> more shots in goal. Um, and I think it will be similar tonight. It's just whether Rangers can weather the storm. And I was just thinking there, you know, as much as we might think Rangers' formation might be four at, four at the back to begin with, maybe might go with five at the back to begin with. Mm-hmm. First 50 minutes, see how it is. I think it's really important tonight, Rob, that they don't concede early. And if they go in at 0-0 at time, I think Red Star will lose their discipline. And I think, and hopefully, Rangers could win the tie on the night.
2: I think, I mean, the the return to prominence of of John Lundstrom. is an incredible story, isn't it? It looked as if he was on his way out. I mean, I think Chris Wilder had plans, having had him at Sheffield United, to take him to Middlesbrough in yep. the in the January window. That didn't happen. He'd come back into the Rangers team. He's now Mr Adaptable. He can play in midfield. He can drop back in uh, and, and make it a three or a five, however you want to look on it. And, and he's suddenly become a hugely valuable player, assignment to Rangers.
4: It's, it's funny how things work out over a over a season uh, I, I, I caught bits of Lundström at the start of the season he really caught my eye I think it was a Real Madrid friendly at mm-hmm. the start of the season and then really didn't make any headway at all getting into the team but of late has showed particularly in these big games in Europe uh, He showed he's more than capable scored a great goal against uh, Dortmund and as you say he's, he's flexible which brings another benefit for and Bronckhurst you know and shaping the team and at particular moments in this game tonight depending on how it goes might have to switch players about but I think I'm I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the same as, as Chris in that they have to keep this team quiet early doors mm. because as I say I've, I don't think I've been involved I've certainly seen things unfold over the years in European games when you're away from home and it's an early goal and then the roof comes in so Rangers have to be aware of that at the start of this game and I think with the discipline of him and Jack in there that will help.
2: Can you, you can't remember one in your European experience? I mean,
4: you put me on the spot uh, I've certainly play, played at Croatia Zagreb we get
2: beat. What about you Chris uh, while Simon's thinking which could oh. take him a while
3: um, <laughs> I don't think a tie this has been overturned in a long time mm. um, I couldn't tell you the teams but I, I think it's Something like 2017 was the last time it was overturned, a a result like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just shows you because of the level of experience when you get to this stage that the players know their jobs and know their roles. And Giovanni Van Bronckhorst speaks about that again in his his press conference that, that we'll do our due diligence on the training field and they'll know the roles of the team and the responsibilities to make sure that tactically they're aware and they know. Because sometimes it's not just the players that get you through the match, sometimes it's the systems that's going to be set in the game, whether it's going to be a 4 3 or 5 at the back. And it seems as if he knows his stuff, Giovanni Van Bromp and his coaching staff. And since he's come in, he's probably played by a, an extra defensive-minded player in the team. And I think that helps, especially in European ties like this.
2: We mentioned John Lundström there. He's one of four players who are on that uh, disciplinary tightrope tonight. Uh, another yellow would mean they miss uh, the quarterfinal, <laughs> the first leg of the, the quarterfinal. So it's Lundström, Fashion Cicala, Jota Ribo and Alfredo Morelos uh, who are on that suspension tightrope.
5: I mean, it's obviously when you are playing so many games in, in Europe, like we did, uh, you will always have players uh, on uh, one suspension away, uh, yellow card, uh, but that is, that's for every team, but uh, it won't affect our approach uh, uh, selecting uh, the team. And I think also the players in the, in the, um, in the game don't, don't have to play uh, on, on a different way. We just hit there with the strongest <clears throat> 11 possible. And we will do everything to uh, to win this game and win this tie. That's the most important thing. And then we will see after uh, the game who we have uh, available for the next game.
2: Yeah, three of those guys uh, who could face suspension from the next game are starting uh, tonight. Um, Joe Aribo uh, Alfredo morelos and John Lundstrom Fashion Scholars on the bench just in case you've just joined us uh, with kick-off uh, fast approaching about 15 minutes away in Belgrade uh, Alan McGregor and goals James Tavernier Connor Goldson Leon Balligan and Calvin Bassie. Uh four changes from Dents Park on Sunday it is the team which started the first leg against Red Star John Lundstrom Ryan Jack and Glenn Kamara in the midfield three Joe Aribo and Ryan Kent either side of Alfredo Morelos who keeps on uh, delivering in these uh, big games and something like that the suspension stuff Simon you just you just don't have that in your head at all you no. you, you put your best <clears> team in there and you want to get the job done
4: yeah and you you hope for the best you know that you and the players themselves as well have to approach it they can't have that lingering at the back of their heads uh, you look at Lundstrom naturally he's going to be more combative in the middle of the park the other two or more attacking players the worry for me would be Morelos losing his discipline and getting a, a silly yellow card but they have to approach the game without thinking about that and, and Gio has to he said it there in his interview as well you have to play what he regards as his strongest team to get the result here and, and hope that they avoid any you know sort of suspension that misses the next the first leg of the next round.
2: I just wonder if Alfredo Morales has changed. I mean, he, he certainly looks a happier camper these days, doesn't he? Then uh, the the sort of sulky the sulking face seems to have gone uh, to a large extent. He looks happy at his work at the moment, and I think some of the silly things he gets involved in maybe mm. is is he turning a corner in that respect, Chris?
3: a couple of factors into that I think um, well firstly I said it when I was in when Simon was in the studio the last time is that whatever he'd done in Colombia and he came back just a different player <laughs> and he keep doing that um, but whether it's because he's only got a year left in his contract uh, I think recently I heard that he's changed agent um, yep. he's just became a father but again through experience and when you get older you, you, you do become a little bit more calmer but the most important thing is is that you're happy as a striker when you're scoring goals I would imagine and that's what he's doing obviously he's a bit more between the sticks Um, he plays more inside the 18 yard box and the 6 yard box and when you're a striker scoring goals you know maybe the yellow cards don't pop up as much
2: Let's talk to Regan on the the Go Radio Football show Simon Donnelly Chris Park, Rob McLean and Regan as well Hi Regan Hi Rob how are you doing? Yeah very well how's you? I'm doing well thanks Ryan What would you like to say? I
6: just want to tell you guys about the inclusion of David Thumble and Kyogo back in training today. I think it is a big move for Celtic. I think this could be a, a turning point in the season. I know that we're, um, we're, uh, Jack and Marcus and Leida have done really well, but mm-hmm. I think Kyogo is a very important player, and, and I think he's shown that over the his time there. This is such a vital part of the season, season for.
2: Yeah. How good could that timing be, Simon Donnelly? Uh, not I mean not so much David Turnbull because uh, you know I think with the best world in the world, it's gonna be pretty difficult for him to get back into that midfield. <laughs> yeah. But, but you but if Kyogo's fit and ready to go, he's gonna be your number nine, isn't he?
4: Yep, he's the number one striker for me. I think Jackie Macis has come in of late and did well. I think he's got nine goals now, Rob, which is not mm-hmm. a bad return. Yeah. Uh Mayeda's played off the the left hand side, worked away for The team did well, came in with a couple of goals as well. But Kyogo's the number one striker,
2: could have had a goal at Tanadice if, if John Beaton had known the, known the rules yeah, as the well, rules, yeah, we?
4: <laughs> up at top end. I know I watched the game the other night, uh, but Kyogo for me has been on a different level for Celtic, and credit to the team, you know, to keep winning without him uh, when he's been injured. I think if they can get them back, you know, there's eight or nine games to go, obviously with the, the Cup semi-final as well, I think it'd be a massive... How big massive could that be for Celtic? Massive yeah. boost. A massive boost because you yeah. look at the guys that are round about there as well, you know, it's, I look at the... Again, I go back to Liverpool last night and, and changing it from the bench, strikers changing it from the bench, all of a sudden, if you get Kyogo back, you're looking at these guys up front, you know, you've got Maeda there that can play through the middle, Jack and Marcus... Even off the sides, Abada and Jota, who missed out at the start of the week, you know, it's a lot of attacking uh, choices to be made. But Kyogo, for me, is still the, the number one
3: striker for Celtic.
2: Could that be an important boost for Celtic uh, going into this, the title run and also the Scottish Cup semi finals?
3: Of course, it is. That, you know, it's arguably, you know, <coughs> well, definitely Kyogo, anyways, um, in the starting lineup, mm-hmm. the strongest team for, for Celtic. You are right in saying yeah, that,
6: definitely. That,
3: that, that, that Turnbull, the inclusion of Turnbull is maybe obviously coming off the bench or sometimes starting at home or whatever it is, but he's still influential for the team no matter what, just because he's goal threat, I think you know he's always going to score goals, David Turnbull in a Celtic team, um, but Kyogo for sure, and you might see and as time goes on that Kyogo might actually play in the left hand side and you might see Diakamakis up top with him because Again, as, as Simon said, you want to get as many goal scorers in the pitch as you can. Um, do you not
2: think you lose Kyogo's effectiveness when you shift him out wide?
3: Yeah, but you could play a little bit more inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do agree with that. Yes, I'm just saying at times that might happen mm-hmm. um, just because you can afford to do that, um, an extra attacking player. But because, yeah, Akimakis has done very well. Obviously, at the very, it was a slow start for him. He was, had a couple of injuries and maybe he would get up to the pace of of, of the league and the way Ange Postecoglou wants to, to play. But, he seems as if he's a he's a goal threat now inside that box. You know, Kyogo likes to run in behind and he can score a an array of goals. But I just think Jack and can score the Predator instinct goals as well as Kyogo can as well. But I think Regan's totally right, it can lead up and be really influential in the lead up to the to the cup and to the league. But the only thing I would say is is Kyogo's been out for a long time with a hamstring injury. And when you're an attacking player and I know what it's like is when you're out for that long, you're having to run at pace all the time, you know, sprinting, you know, deceleration, um, the fatigue, and obviously you, you work, the work rate off the ball that Celtic have to do, is I just hope, just for the, the, the sake of Scottish football, that it doesn't get that hamstring as a reoccurrence. Yeah. And I hope we see him, when he comes back, he's back fit and fighting well, and he doesn't have to drift in and out the squad again.
2: It's a really good point, Regan, that you're making, and and, and actually, you know, the, the more I think about David Turnbull, and I, and I don't think he gets in the starting lineup. But as Chris says, what a guy to have back on the bench for Celtic. And I mean, he was injured in the the League Cup final, uh, so that was mid December. Yeah. So he's been out for a long, long time. But by that stage, he'd got nine goals. He'd scored nine goals yeah. at that stage. So so he, so he really adds goals for and assists for, for Celtic. And yeah, and, 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 yeah, Regan.
6: I think he definitely does, Robin. And, and the thing that the, 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 uh, Simon and Chris will know is that competition's a very good thing. You know, he's got yeah. uh, not, not uh, so many midfielders in that midfield, they get competition, so that can only drive him on to do better as well.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, when when you actually start listing them off, you've got McGregor and Hatati and Idiguchi. um O'Reilly. You've got Beaton. O'Reilly, Rogic, Rogic. Beaton... A Turnbull back and available. That the... Forrest
3: seems as if he's back on form again. Yeah, you've got a badad Jota then on mm-hmm. top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got um, obviously Jacky Marcus, who would probably think if Kyogo comes in and then ends up Jacky on the bench, he could be slightly disappointed mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Yeah, because he's scoring goals. Well, yeah, and he's doing well. That's but, why I'm saying to you, maybe might you know as Meadow's has Mieda's played off the left, hasn't he? And, he, and he's not afraid Ange Boscogo, to play Kyogo off the left, and I know. He's more efficient through the middle, but sometimes you have to just get as many players as you can on the pitch that can put the ball in the back of the net.
2: And, and as, as Simon said, uh, you know you're beginning to actually see now why has uh, scored the best part of thirty goals <coughs> in the in the Dutch that, top flight for a team that got relegated uh, last he's, season. He's you're, be, you're beginning to see a, that player now.
4: He's a he's a funny player in terms of, and I don't mean to be. He's not. He's, doesn't he come across as the most polished?
2: You know, no. taking
4: the ball in and I no. oh, was, was watching the other night and the pitch at Tannadice wasn't great. Sometimes off balance. But what he does seem to have, which is a good trait, obviously for a striker, is he gets himself in the right positions. Mm-hmm. And he's now beginning to get goals, which will bring more confidence for uh, for him. But when I looked at videos of him before he came, a lot of the goals that he's scoring for Celtic, very simply getting on the end of things, inside that mm. six-yard box. I mean, his goals the other night Scruffy a little bit. Mm. You know, the goalie spills the first one. He just does well, actually, to get to the second one. They're not like, say, Kyogo's finishes at Hamden. You know, no. lobs and lovely touches. Mm. I don't think he's that type of player, Rob. But I think the variety is a benefit for Celtic, you know, to have somebody of that ilk. He's now working, I think, as hard as the likes of a Maeda or a Kyogo getting about, puts himself about. It's probably more physical than them, so... It's a different string to the ball but it's effective for Celtic at the moment.
2: Regan, I was going to ask you do you think Europe's a factor at all in the title race that Rangers are in it and Celtic aren't? I
6: do, Robert. Selfishly, want Rangers to get to the final and get beat uh, because (laughs) I think that it could could play a big part. Something for the fact that Simon and Chris will know this as well. Celtic happened on Saturday, Rob, and they're playing Ross County. Mm -hmm. Celtic win that game when it puts all the pressure back on Rangers. We've got a very a very tough to to Dundee, who are not playing well, but they oh. need to get po- points because of uh, the certain wrong on the table. And obviously, they'll be playing the best there, Rob.
2: Regan, yeah. thanks for your call. Good to hear from you. Thanks, take care Regan. of yourself.
6: Thank you. Rob. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Simon. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I,
2: I, and I take Regan's point. That yeah. You know, potentially Celtic could beat Ross County, but but I tell you what, I was I was at Den's last Sunday, and if if Rangers play. The Dundee a Dundee team in the same sort of frame of mind, they will absolutely squish it again because uh, they they barely had a. I mean Dundee United similar uh, on Sunday against Celtic. They they just yes. really didn't didn't offer didn't, much no at they all. Didn't at
4: all. Uh, Celtic well, Celtic and Rangers were very comfortable at the weekend going to Dundee, where in the past Scottish Cup, you know, quarter finals. You're thinking they would be up for it, but very comfortable for both uh, Rangers and Celtic. I don't buy into, I don't know if I buy into Regan's thinking about, you know, this will be a negative for Rangers. I think if Celtic were sitting here tonight yeah. with a foot and a half getting into the final, <laughs> yeah. I think Celtic fans would be buzzing, yeah. you know, so I think both sides see it in different ways there. But I think this is good for Scottish football. And I think if you're a player in this team just now, you're 10 feet tall going into the, the mm. game at the weekend On if you get through tonight.
2: Celtic Rangers in the Scottish Cup semi-finals of course that one on the 17th of April they play a week uh, two weeks before that of course in the league Celtic have that three point lead in the Premiership and just minutes away in Belgrade Red Star against Rangers playing for a place in the Europa League teams on their way out the Europa League quarterfinals
1: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more.
2: Let's go! go, go, go. Always good to have Regan on the show and... uh... Talking there about the fact that Turnbull and uh, Kyogo back in training for Celtic at what could be a very important time. Celtic have a maximum of 10 games to go. Three of them are against Rangers, of <laughs> course. Uh, and all three could be in April, depending on how the post-split games are arranged. But it is a possibility. What we do know is uh, they get together in the league on the 3rd of April, which I think is two weeks on Sunday. Chris, you'll check my uh, calendar. And, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly, just agree with me. Scottish Cup uh, semi-finals, that's two o'clock Sunday the 17th. Of course, it's Ooh. the Edinburgh Derby the day before and the other semi-final, that is a 12-15 start. So it is all hotting up uh, into the final furlong, if you like, uh, during Cheltenham um, as uh, Celtic chase what could be a domestic, treble Simon what are the chances of that and how remarkable would that be uh, when you think how things started for Ange cogler
4: can I use Burkey's line one game at a time <laughs> Yeah, why not <laughs> yeah listen it's, it's an incredible turnaround uh, when you look at how things finished last season and even the, the first game of the season at Tynecastle you know there was guys just in the door right enough and a lot of change but the turnaround has been fantastic uh, from a Celtic point of view, that the quality that's been put on the park as well, you know the performances, a lot of goals, a lot of excitement. I said that early on, it looked as if it was going to be an exciting season for Celtic, uh, even in Europe, losing goals, but you know taking Betis and and Leverkusen to uh, the depths of the game to To win the first piece of silverware and be sitting three points clear, it's it's a remarkable turnaround and a fantastic job that Postecoglou has done up until now. Mm,
2: could be a Celtic uh, domestic treble, could be a treble for Rangers. Of course, Europa League mm-hmm. uh, title defence and the uh, the Scottish Cup. I mean, it's it's there for both of them, Chris, it is. isn't it? Both teams to end the season in a blaze of glory,
3: and that's what happens when you know you are Celtic Rangers. You want to near the end, you know, be still being contention are winning you know the treble or winning a lot as many competitions as you can and that's what, what Celtic Rangers are you know they're in the running of of winning cups and it's going to go right down to the wire Rob I could not tell you who's going to win the cups or who's going to win you know the league uh, all I do know is, is it's it's heating up really really nicely
2: and Rangers have had their belief bolstered I mean Simon was speaking about those two games against Dortmund and mm-hmm. uh, what what does what does that do for for belief in a team we're just watching them kicking yeah. off in, in Belgrade?
3: Well, you know, I only know as a player and Simon will probably agree with me, um, people say oh there's too many games, it might, you know, be a backlog in the league and then you might, you know, it might be damaging to then performances. I know sometimes you do drop points or whatever, but what it does do is it just gives you so much more confidence on that football pitch. You know, if you're playing the likes of Russian Dortmund, who are arguably you know still going for the, the title against you know Bayern Munich and arguably one of the favourites for this Europa League. And you're going out there and, and scoring you know six goals in two games against them, then all it does is give you confidence, and that, that that's what it does. You know, it gives you more belief in the pitch, and you don't ever think about being tired, it gives you more energy. after that
2: Rangers already sort of putting some pressure on uh in Belgrade <coughs> in the opening moments uh, against Red Star, they Rangers got a corner early on, uh, working the ball around the pitch and uh, looking to create their their first chance. When you look back, Simon, on your career, what what was your what was your favourite European night as a Celtic player?
4: I was just thinking back there and how it affects a, a team. And I go back to the Liverpool games in the mm. UEFA Cup. Albeit we get we get knocked out in away goals, but that year
2: when Steve McManaman scored that yeah, incredible scored goal from that the halfway line.
4: Goal in, I keep telling people we were pushing for to make it three one, and they caught us to make it two each, and that was the goal that that took them through. But what I took from that game in terms of confidence and looking around the dressing room, thought you know we had a half decent team here, we could actually go and do something because there was a lot of players coming in to the uh, to the club at that point because there was no transfer window, so we were still getting players in in dri- drips and drabs, and it was that performance. So it's just to go back to what Chris is saying, I think. Rangers must take huge confidence from the last mm-hmm. round. They must take huge confidence if they go through tonight in the quarterfinals. I think it helps. I think you go to Dundee as I said earlier on, springing the step. You want in the next game. It's only when results go the other way that people start talking about fatigue and too many games.
2: Just going back to the, those Celtic Liverpool games, and of course uh, it was Celtic Liverpool again on the on the road to Seville yeah. um, in two thousand and three, and. When when two sets of when those two sets of support sing "You'll Never Walk Alone" pre-match, I mean that's just one of the most incredible moments, isn't it?
4: its is. and, and I remember back when we, we got drawn against them way back in ninety, it would have been 97, 98, You know there was a, a that day my team growing Liverpool and Gallic and right. stuff, and you know the fact that we were going to go out and play, it lifted everybody. I think it lifted everybody in training as well. See the weeks leading because everybody wanted to be in that team, uh, so it just brought something else to it. Uh, and it was it was great to be part of. But I think, just going back to the kind of argument of too many games, as Chris says, if, you, if you're playing and you're winning and the team are doing well, you want to be at this so-called business end of the, the season where there's eight, nine, ten games to go and every game meaning something. And, you know, Rangers have put themselves in a, a fabulous position. It's actually a good thing for, for Scottish football. Celtic and Rangers now, you know, there's a... Everything to play for this season. You know, last season Rangers ran away with it. The season before, it was kind of over, COVID and everything. Everything's to play for. You know, can into middle of March now, so it's exciting. We're
2: we'll trying to give each other eye contact in the studio, but we've also got our, we've also got our <laughs> eyes on the on the screens. What have you What have you seen so far, Chris?
3: I'll tell you what. The ball get played over the top there, as um, Red Star did the first half, and needed a strong line from the. From Rangers' um, defence. Uh, as the ball goes over the top, Balligan just gets caught. It was onside and he's clipped um, the, the, the forward player and he goes down. Um, but I think McGregor handles it and the referee doesn't give the decision. And the VARs, are, obviously, you have VAR and they've not look at, looked at it, so they've not seen enough or enough contact. But um, Rangers have started well, I must mm-hmm. say. They've actually pressed high up the pitch. They started really well, as you said, got a set play, got a corner where they've, they've got major threat. Um, a great delivery from Tavernier And they actually worked it as as they did b- before, where that you get three players out there and, and, and cross it from deep. But um Rangers don't look as if they're sitting in, they look as no. if they're going for the going for another goal here. And I think that's the best way to yeah. approach it, if I'm honest, just because I don't think the Red Star defence um is strong enough to keep a clean sheet, Rob.
2: Well, just going back to what Simon was saying there about when a big game like the Celtic Liverpool games or these Rangers European games come around everyone wants to be in everyone is mm-hmm. pitching to try and get in the team but but one feature of, of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst is he keeps it dead simple doesn't That's, he? He just he just plays the strongest team he doesn't really no. play games with the selection much does he? He
3: doesn't and I see since he's come in you know, I, um, I've got so much respect for obviously it was a hard anybody take over from actually what Steven Gerrard did at the, at the club you know, it's a it's hard to then replicate that and even make it better. And he's actually made it better. I feel, mm-hmm. um, albeit you know, Celtic of a uh, are top of the league. But I do think you know they've got more adaptability. They're more versatile. <coughs> um, and I, and I and I do think I can see them progressing far in this in this competition. Um. Albeit we don't know who's going to win the title, but it's the best way to see it when two teams, two of the best teams in Scotland, are going are going for the for the league. But he has been a class act since, since he's come in. He does keep it simple, um, a simple approach in the press conferences. But he's no, never arrogant, and what he does is he respects the opponent, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I mean by playing maybe an extra defensive minded player because he respects the other team that they are good, and he looks to nullify them. And then when you've got great attacking players like Kent, Arriba, Morelos, and he knows that they will score goals.
2: The only blot on the landscape, uh, as Chris says, Simon, was Celtic Park. But (laughs) but it was a pretty massive blot on the landscape at the time. And I guess at the time, uh, a lot of Rangers fans, fickle fans, were sort of saying, oh, wait a minute, maybe Giovanni van Bronckhorst is not the dream appointment. But what a recovery they've made
4: since. Yeah. And I think, I don't think anybody could have predicted, you know, the emphatic win at Celtic Park. Uh, that's probably as you say the one blot it's a different pressure coming into a club as well that's been successful it's not as if they've lost the manager and it's a different job maybe from Postacoglu coming in and having to shuffle it he, he had to come in and make tweaks you know he's, he's I've said on this show before it'll probably be interesting to see what he does in the next transfer window now that he's worked with the players for a, a, an amount of time as had Ange from the summer but uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he's done a great job. He's, he's got Rangers close to the quarterfinal. Okay, they've, they've, they've slipped up a wee bit and lost ground to Celtic, but it's still there. They've still got the two games against Celtic. Uh, and I do like his manner. I think it kind of mirrors how he was as a player. He was quite a calm, mm-hmm. quality player, but quite calm as well. Let,
2: let's football do the talking to yeah, a large extent. And I
4: think that probably is perceived in the dressing room. I think that's maybe what he portrays to the players, that, that kind of calmness.
3: I think you got to remember as well after the Celtic game he's he's realized and had some reflection on that I think any time that Rangers go with two wingers they, there's a bit of vulnerability there I think you know he played Diallo you know on the wing and he didn't have the best of games he just came to the club um and then obviously Mirelos wasn't there either um we played Bassi center back so it wasn't the strongest Rangers team um and especially when you're missing your your key striker um, it was it was very difficult, but Celtic did blow them away in the first half um, and they couldn't contain them at all. But I think they've learned their lesson and now the next time it comes to an old firm game, I think it will be an entirely different game, um, but a game that everybody's looking forward to.
2: If you've got a view on the game, give us a shout. If you're watching it, give us a call. 0808 17, 17 From Ibrox and played about eight and a half minutes in Belgrade.
0: Options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12-months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com.
2: Trade only. Rangers are goal down in Belgrade. uh, Ten minutes in when Mirko Ivanić scored his 16th goal of the season. uh, He and Katai, some number of goals between them, those two midfielders. uh, And then very quickly after he scored following a corner kick, a produced a wonder save from Alan McGregor otherwise Rangers were a couple of goals behind and suddenly uh, Chris
3: it could have been a 3-2 aggregate it is 3-1 Yes, is 3-1 um, you know Rangers get caught sleeping from a from a quick corner it was a 2v1 Kent out there o- o- alone Kanga puts a cross in and there were so many bodies in the box <coughs> for Rangers but they just seemed to be a bit static I think it was Kamara's man Morelos got under the ball he missed it and before you know it Ivanic puts the ball in the back of the net For a Red Star. And you're rightly saying, you know, a couple of minutes later, Ivanich has a a great strike down from inside the box on the left-hand side, and McGregor does what he does best. You know, he keeps him in the in the tie still um, with a great um save from his his left-hand corner. Um but 3-1. You just have to ride this storm. And it's going to happen in in games like this. Mm. You had to expect this was going to happen the first 50 minutes. It's all about making sure one doesn't become two, two doesn't become three. You know, break up the play and maybe, you know, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst will, will be happy and his, his team will be happy if they go in at half time, 1 0 down.
2: And they have been quite positive in the game. And actually, right now, they're quite positive <laughs> in the game, Simon, as well, getting forward, actually playing some pretty nice passing football, getting themselves up the pitch, Rangers. But that's just a reminder for us of the quality. And we know all about it from, from last Thursday, what they showed at Ibrox, and maybe unlucky not to get a goal on that occasion. Uh, but they, they've got one and could have had two there.
4: Yeah, that that's the thing in Europe, I suppose. That Rangers start okay, you know. They get up, they win a corner early on, but yeah, Red Star they'll be disappointed with the goal, Rob. I think just the second ball in, I think Marellis misses it. Uh, Kamara doesn't get there quick enough to block it. The, bo- the boy. chests it and then you know yeah, gets it two it. touches, doesn't it? Two touches before any Rangers player gets near to to try and block it. So they'll be disappointed from from their point of view. And then as I said they almost nick a second one, a fantastic save from McGregor. But as Chris says there, you know, just steady the ship, get the ball down, try and keep it, try and take the sting out a little bit. Because as we, we touched on before the game, you know, the, the tails are up now with Red Star mm. getting that early goal
2: red star one Rangers nil three1 Rangers on aggregate and I think what struck me about the goal was just the number of blue shirts mm-hmm. that were inside the box from yes. a, from a corner kick but but nobody really affecting the situation and uh, and it was all too straightforward wasn't it for Ivanich?
3: it was um firstly you know the 2v1 um, I don't know if that's that's what Giovanni van Brounke is allowed to happen you know just one out there and having an extra body in the box to defend the box but they didn't do either. Um, they were very static Mm. they were watching the ball rather than watching the man Um, and that's the last thing you want to do when a cross comes in Um, they were all facing facing the ball and before you know it Ivanich has been in great goal scoring form as late and he gets his 16th goal of the season
2: we've got the pictures in here but we don't have the sound and you can only imagine yeah. the noise in that stadium and that's exactly what they wanted that was their plan to get a goal early on lift the crowd and try to kick on from there
3: well I think I think it holds 53,000 I don't know if it's if it's a full capacity but um, I could I can feel the atmosphere just with the manager's enthusiasm and their coaching mm. staff you know what he's like I think he just get booked there actually the third manager um, get booked, so, yeah, yeah. Quite, no, he's quite a fiery character yeah, yeah as, he yeah, as you could see that at Ibrox but Listen... I think the game's still open and as as Rangers break away here and a counter attack and Morelos is attacking the back line a 3v2 (sighs) but it's a poor ball you know he looks to slip in Kent or Kamara Kamara runs down the right hand channel Morelos drives at the defence and a 2v1 Kent in the left hand side and he tries to slip in Kent but the defender just reads it it's a poor ball now Red Star are on the attack with a cross into the box and it's a header at the back post but McGregor clears McGregor actually handles well You're good if
2: you thought about commentary
3: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry I was just getting lost no, that was good. Yeah. No, an
4: could, end, could, end no. to end situation there, wasn't it? I just didn't I know. know when to you know stop. there <laughs> No,
2: we could do with a commentator in here. Was, right, what okay. I, was, <laughs> what, was what was what I was thinking. But uh, I mean, it's just it, it, the margins are so fine, aren't they? Because that goal for Red Star has made a massive difference. But you just have the feeling about Rangers that if Rangers can get a goal. It's not quite a game over, but it but it's pretty close to it.
4: Well, we're just watching again. The Rangers, since Chris stopped speaking, the Rangers broke. Now Red Star are be. Are you saying he's broke too long? <laughs> no, uh, not at all. It's but box to box. The game's it's... quite open. And I think with their tails up and pushing and the exciting start to the game, they've got their goal, which is their game plan, first 20 minutes. It's going to create opportunities, I think, mm-hmm. for Rangers breaking. Like, Morella mm. should have done better there. Yeah, He should have held on to a split second more... Kamara was going round outside of him Kent was breaking to the left had to have a better pass a better pass there than Rangers are in but I think that's going to be the pattern of the game here
3: i, I just seen Tavenier speaking there I can actually lip-sync as well Oh lip-read sorry you're incredible <laughs> um, he said just don't go now so he's, he's obviously telling his midfield or some of the attackers just not to go into sitting and, and then maybe um, shoot it up a little bit yeah. the next 5-6 minutes or so that's another um,
2: corner into the box couple of Rangers headers the ball flying high back in again Eventually, Rangers are going to be able to get it clear, but uh, clearly uh, Red Star will have taken a lot of confidence from their last uh, corner kick from which they scored the only goal of the game so far. But it is still 3-1 Rangers on aggregate, but it is a breathless game Mm -hmm. at the moment. I mean, Ibrox was pretty exciting last Thursday, um, and this one is not much different from it. It is going end to end. Uh, with commentator Chris Burke uh, freely, are you done well there freely, Rob actually yourself really, <laughs> well, ah, no. well I've just been listening to you and uh, <laughs> trying to model my style um, on yours just some of the other European goals that are going in at the moment Aaron Zahavi know that name He scored a few times for Israel against Scotland he has scored for PSV uh, in Copenhagen 1-0 they lead uh, Celtics conquerors Boro Glimter a goal down in uh, the Netherlands to Azed Alkmaar Pavlidis has got the goal In that game. So that's 2-2 now on aggregate. Uh, Braga, uh, who Rangers have recent experience of, of course. um, They are a goal up in Monaco. Um, So that one is pretty delicately poised as well. In Belgrade, it it is Red Star 1, Rangers 0. And uh, we we were just talking off-air a little while ago but Alan McGregor about how good he was in the first leg and he's had to be same again in this one that's a, a fantastic left-handed save just after Red Star had scored um, and what you don't do with Alan McGregor and Barry Ferguson has told us this plenty as well is is write him off even at oh. the age of forty. What a goalkeeper
3: he is! Yes, he's a fantastic goalkeeper, and it's easy to write off older players. And I, I'm obviously um, jumping on the bandwagon here, but you're a couple of years younger. When you have um, when you have a bad game as an older player, everybody thinks you're finished. But you know he's only human. You know, young players, players that have got huge experience at the age of twenty-eight or whatever have bad games as well as forty-year-olds. And there's no doubt in my mind he's still number one for Rangers and he can still play for longer past 40 years of age. And he's so crucial to this team. Um, he saved them so many occasions and it was a great save by him. As Morelos scores to attack just past the post, Rob. Yeah. That was so close. As Mirelo does well. Obviously attacking the defence here on the right-hand channel. And what he does best, he just shifts it to one side of his right foot and hits it low across the face. A goal and it's just past the post.
2: Yeah, we've just see, we've seen him do this so many times away from home, European games, just breaking away right side of the penalty box. Yep. It was <laughs> going to have to be a good a good shot to to score, but it's it's almost right. taken the paint yeah. off the post uh, on its way wide. And he has just got such an incredible scoring record. And one of those goes in and and suddenly. Uh, the whole complexion of the game changes, but Red Star have got a chance here oh, and it's gone right. wide.
3: It was a confusion between Balogun and Bassi, I think, maybe. Um, and Pavkov, who's obviously came into the starting lineup. Should do better and it should be 3 2. They bought a high ball again. Bassi and yep. Baligan yep. get confused. Pavkov runs in behind them. The ball bounces inside the box and he snatched at it, tried to put it low into Alan McGregor's right hand post and it's went past the post. Should be 3 2.
2: Yeah, Alan McGregor came out of his goal uh, to try to narrow it down and just looked back in hope that it was going to dribble wide rather than go in. That was really close to 2 0 Red Star Simon.
4: Yeah. What a chance. And the, the lad just chokes it. He just He's screw, panicked. Screws it wide. But this game's not going to finish 1-0 because <laughs> no. just before that, uh, Morelos had a, a great effort. And I think Rangers, there's enough in the, the game to suggest that Rangers can score here. Uh, just with the way the game's going. But it's very open and that was another dangerous moment yeah, for that's Red Star.
3: 24 minutes gone and Red Star have had three really good opportunities. Um, they've took one of them. And I, I just can't see this game changing any other way. And it's it's end to end. You're going to have to play the way Red Star want to play. But I'm telling you right now, I Ranger, I cannot see Rangers not scoring in this game.
2: No. Uh, It remains, amazingly, 1-0 Red Star against Rangers 3-1 Rangers on aggregate. Uh, One game in the English Premier League tonight, which is a 7.45 kickoff. Everton against Newcastle. (laughs) Newcastle, who are clawing their way uh, clear of the bottom under Eddie Howe's management. And uh, while Frank Lampard is in uh, deep stuff at the moment, isn't he, with Everton, they're slipping ever closer to to the drop.
3: Well, I think they've got a couple of games in hand, which Mm. might help them. Um, but they need to win their games in hand or pick up points at least. Um, they are in a downward spiral. Um, so I feel for Frank Lampard. You know, obviously he, he had done a great job at Derby, done a really good job his first season at Chelsea. Then the second season, as you know, um, Abramovich does. You know, he he chops and changes the manager, and he's took the chance to take the Everton job and try to get them up and competing for that European spot. But first and foremost, as Eddie Howe's remit was, is to make them stay in the league. And Newcastle have done really well. Arguably, people were saying maybe manager of the the season if he gets them in the top half.
2: Yeah, Rangers got a corner kick here in Belgrade. Left-hand side, James Tavernier with it. 25 minutes gone in Serbia. Uh, Still Red Star 1, Rangers nil. Rangers 3-1 up on aggregate. Uh, But they're certainly carrying an attacking threat, uh, Rangers. And I think they've just got a free kick following that corner kick. Uh, Kanga's uh, challenge punished late on Ryan Kent. One of those jinking runs that we're used to. He's probably done pretty well to win the free kick, to be honest, oh. having seen the replay. But it is a set piece opportunity this uh, for Rangers to try and hit back.
3: As and they've been so good at set plays. Um, Rangers, especially in Europe against Dortmund, I think it they was it was three or four goals all from set plays, and and um, obviously against Red Star as well uh, at home. So. They have to make use of this, especially if you're down 1-0 and you might not get as many opportunities away from home as you do at home. And With great delivery that Tavenier has, you would like to think that somebody can go on the end of it.
2: And it comes and from... Ball. Yeah, it doesn't get it beyond uh, the front
3: couple. I think you can get away with that one amount of assists he creates from, well. from set plays. But as a pool brawl, he'll be really disappointed in that because it was a great opportunity there to, to maybe get a header on it.
2: And the 12 goals he scored apart from the assists this season um, as well. Here's a scoreline for you. Galatasaray are a goal up against Barcelona, so we were making the <clears throat> assumption it would be Barcelona in the quarterfinals. Well, I was anyway, but maybe not the team that yep. couldn't beat Saint Johnstone nope, earlier in the season. <laughs> uh, are a goal up um, mm. against Barcelona? That game in Turkey. Uh, the other early starts: uh, Liverpool zero, Atalanta zero. So that's three uh, two still in favor of the Italian team. And uh, Braga, Sporting Braga, are ahead. Um, against Monaco so they are clearly heading through that as them now 3-0 yeah. up on aggregate the Portuguese team later on Frankfurt Betis Leon, Porto uh, Leipzig already through of course because Spartak Moscow are out and it's West Ham looking to turn around a 1-0 deficit uh, against Seville Bodo a glimpse of equalised in the Europa Conference League I'm sure a lot of Celtic fans are just interested uh, to see how the team the Norwegian champions who knocked them out Uh, are going to do well in fact there's been another goal in that game now Pavlidis has scored again two for him for Alkmaar um, and that game is still that. so that game is 3-3 on aggregate Um, Sporting uh, Red Star 1 Rangers 0 and uh, pretty incredible I think there's only one goal in this game
4: yeah plenty of chances just as you were talking there Avivo stuck Morelos in again he never caught it right at all a simple one for the keeper but a good position to get into uh, just on the right hand side but yeah it's a very open game but Rangers have actually done well in the last few minutes they have just they have taken the sting out a wee bit they've won a couple of set plays round about the Red Star box uh, and maybe just settled the game down a, a little bit
2: And maybe with a little bit of luck on their side as well that one that just went narrowly wide but then of course you could say Morelos uh, went so close to scoring
3: yeah, as well. And how many times do you see a striker, Simon? I don't know. Obviously, maybe you've, you've done it more times, than I've ever done it. Is it you shoot through the, the the defender's leg and it goes mm. in? Yeah, it's incredible. He's so good at that, Morelos, You know, she's shifting it and knowing when the defender's going to dive in, and it it just narrowly went past the post. But you're right there in saying in the last five minutes or so, Rangers have kind of, you know, calmed it down a little bit, got a few free kicks, a few set plays. You know, it disrupts them. Um, I think Bodo, Bodo because you were talking about Bodo I think Red Star ball we'll be looking to get a second before half-time. And if Rangers can stop that, then it's going to be a big, big task for Red Star to, to try and get two goals in the, the second 45.
2: Let's interrupt uh, the Red Star Rangers chat for a moment to hear from Andy Smith, who's the chair of the Scottish Football Supporters Association, <coughs> who are calling for Ukraine to get automatic qualification for the World Cup, uh, proposing uh, the tournament becomes a 33-team tournament rather than 32, and that one group has five teams in, instead of four. It wouldn't, uh, before you're screaming at the radio, it doesn't affect Scotland's qualification hopes, um, as we would still face the winner of Wales against Austria. All it would mean is that the the June game, the proposed June game against Ukraine, would be scrapped. Uh, I'm not sure how much likelihood there is of that going ahead in any case. Um, And they have petitioned, uh, the uh, Scottish Football Supporters Association have petitioned the Scottish FA And they're going to take it to Parliament as well. This is Andy Smith.
4: What Scottish football fans have said, and and this has been unanimous when people understand what we're saying, which is, okay, let's make the World Cup one place bigger. Let's have 33 teams. Let's have one five group team. And let's let Ukraine come in because every competition they've played in, they've done well. From a world point of view, it's the right thing to do. From a international point of view and club and, and country point of view, it's the right thing to do. But even in Scotland, it's the right thing to do. Now I know there are some people that say that the SFA will lose a full match at Hamden and that's
0: anything up to two million revenue, and that's really tough. And we're all sorry for that.
2: Simon, what do you think about that proposal?
4: Yeah, it's a nice touch. I think with everything that's going on in the world just now, it's a lot more important than football. It would be. A gesture, you know, a, a show of support to the Ukraine. Uh, the World Cup's obviously months away, and we, we all hope that things have settled and, and and came to a halt. You know, the terrible stuff that's going on just now. Uh, I, for one, wouldn't oppose that at all. You know, I think it's a it's a good show of support. Uh, from the world to Ukraine, if that happens,
2: I don't think you get too much disagreement, Chris. Would you from anyone about that?
3: You would not at all. I think again, you know, there's there's bigger things going on in the world. I heard Steve Cart saying that um, the best thing before this statement came out that he would love to play Ukraine in June, but mm. when I heard that statement, I just couldn't see that happening. Um, the way the world's going on just now, I hope I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I think it's a great gesture just to to to, to show an indication that everybody's sticking together yep. um, and and to get Ukraine. Uh, automatically into the World Cup
2: well done the Scottish Football Supporters uh, Association and uh, you can uh, get the full interview with Andy Smith on the Go Radio Football Show Twitter Um, if you want to go there to hear the full thing but summarised there in that little clip uh, about what exactly the proposal is. Back soon, uh, and we'll be updating you as uh, we head into the last 12, 30 minutes of the first half in Belgrade. Uh, Red, Star, Red Star 1, Rangers 0, uh, 3-1 Rangers overall.
1: The Go Radio football show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go.
2: First day of the Go Radio football show. Thanks, Chris, for the travel. A couple of more European goals for you. Barcelona have equalised potential opponents for Rangers if they get to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Uh, Galatasaray ahead in the game. Um, but Pedri has scored eight minutes before half-time uh, for Barcelona. So that was 1-1 on the night, 1-1 on aggregate. PSV have scored again. Mario Götze has got their second goal in Copenhagen. Mm. Still Red Star one Rangers nil heading towards half-time in Belgrade. Chris, what are you seeing on that big screen behind me? Yeah, just a couple of minutes ago, Rob.
3: Red Star had another chance. Good combination play with the strike. I'm not even going to say the the number 99's name. But um, it ended up in a little cross from Ketai and they looped it over to the back post. But great recovery from Goldson, heading it clear for a corner kick. But apart from that, you know, Rangers, as Simon said and alluded to earlier, you know, the last 10... 12 minutes or so they, they have nullified Red Star and broke the, broke the play up and hopefully at 45 minutes the Red Star don't score again but Rangers look good in the counter attack mm. if I'm honest and they're breaking with some numbers as we see here Lindstrom driving down the right hand channel to get the cross in but he's played it back where Taverniers get the ball now in the area where he likes to cross from but now they've got comfortable possession in Red Star's um, box the ball comes in and it's cleared by the Red Star um, defender but the it's actually not cleared that well. Morelos has a snapshot but picked up by the goalkeeper who looks to play quick to try and get that second goal.
2: Yeah, just shot on the turn from Morellos, but uh, didn't really catch it straight at the goalkeeper but really good beforehand from John Lundström, really. I mean, just uh, just exemplifying mm. why, you know, the confidence that he's got about himself at the moment, as you would when you're suddenly back as a really key first-team player featuring in these massive matches, Simon, and also your manager's raving about you.
4: Yeah, the belief of the manager is, is huge and as you quite rightly say, he finds himself in there playing in big games now, carried that one there, he's playing obviously a, a, a more defensive role there but carried that to the wide right area, uh, allowing Rangers to get up the pitch. Uh, we're just looking at that again, the snapshot from Morelos, yeah but I mean that's what you feed off, you know, when big game, big games come around Rob and your manager continues to pick you. You know, that's where you feel there's real belief in what you're doing, and it can only help him. Uh, but he's performing really well. Rangers are reasonably comfortable now. You know, after that 1 0, you think, you know, as we touched on before the, the game started, there's the roof cave in? It's not been like that at all. Rangers have had enough of the ball here, they've had little glances at goal. Morellis has had two or three snapshots. So, yeah, they're doing well just now. The shape looks okay.
2: You two have been flinging around the cliches on the show so far so I'm going to throw one in now as oh, well uh, Go next far. goal's massive uh, <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> because, but seriously because because if Red Star score again suddenly th- their belief is up isn't of it, about, it is. about turning this around whereas if Rangers score that is going to be a kick in a painful yeah. place for Red Star if Rangers can get this equaliser on the night
3: uh, next Nick, goal is massive and obviously the timing as well when there's only five minutes left in the clock until half time um, and you're right it could deflate Um Red Star, but also could give a it could give a lift if Red Star scored that second goal because how did then Rangers approach it? Rob, mm-hmm. did they end up going five at the back, then going into the, the second half, and then hopefully not conceding again. Um, so it can change the team talk of both managers. Uh, yeah. if if a, if either one of them score before the the first half.
2: Five minutes to go to half-time. Rangers do have a look about them, Simon, of a team that, that want to get the goal. That's the way they want to... They don't want to be sitting in, trying to no. hold, hang on. They want to get the goal that actually makes them much more relaxed about the game.
4: Yeah, they've had a lot of territory and when they've had the ball, they've been up the park uh, on a number of occasions. But yeah, this is... You'll see the next goal's missed. this five minutes. Just to getting at half-time 1-0 at the, at the worst. Uh, as Red Star just worked their way into the Rangers' box but it's cleared by Galton. Yeah, it's a big five minutes. Get in at one nil, uh, regroup. But the approach to the game has been all right, I think. You know, the goal they'll be annoyed at because nobody really closes the guy down, and he's allowed to chest it and volley it in. But with a couple of wee scares, it's not been. It's not as if they've been. Peppering Rangers' goal, and it's been backs to the wall. Rangers have showed enough moving the other way that they can get the goal. Marellas on a couple of occasions just that that pass yeah. that let them down, and a couple of snapshots. But they, they look threatening enough going forward.
3: That's what I'm going to say. If Rangers are having to score from a counter attack, they have to make sure they're more clinical when they get into the final third, because it's it's hard going when you're playing counter attack football and you're running at pace and you have it's to continually, continually, continually do it. Really yeah. really so it's it be is a final pass and be more clinical if you're going to keep doing that.
2: What about the two the two Tavernier penalties in the last two Rangers games? The one into one top corner. Uh, last Thursday against Red Star and one into the other top corner at Dens Park on Sunday
4: Rob, you're talking about the Celtic Liverpool game 20 odd years ago I put one in off the underside of the bar and for the last split second <laughs> my heart skipped a beat <laughs> and I'm sure Taverniers was the same at Ibrook so it was brilliantly executed but I don't think you meant to put it right that in the postage stamp. In the I was
2: commentating on that game and I'm pretty sure I said never in doubt from Donnelly <laughs>
4: I just say that David James was that big that I had to put it there <laughs> but yeah there was a little bit the, the, the heart skipped a beat just mm. as I went in off the bar so great penalty but yeah I don't think as Chris says I don't think he meant to put it right in the postage Did, stamp. did he
3: slip slightly? Yeah he, does. he, he did it. a little bit but I think that was due to panic as well <laughs> <laughs> but see there's one thing about Tavernier he does it in big moments mm. um, and I was thinking this in the car on the way in Rob, I, I don't think Scotland's had a better set play taker I can't think of anybody who's, who's, who's played in Scotland. No. He's, he's, other than Nakamura, yeah. But the numbers he creates from deliveries is incredible. And I think sometimes he gets a, a lot of a criticism. Maybe sometimes it might be off in one day, but you've got to say the numbers he creates from a crossing in a wide area, from maybe a set play or even an open play, is phenomenal from here's, a right back.
2: Here's another thought. I mean, these Rangers players, including James Tavernier, could, could make themselves legends. Couldn't yeah. they in this very competition? If if they can go all the way, of course they could. But when you when you when we think about the Rangers team of 2008 at the UEFA mm-hmm. Cup final, we think of the Celtic team yeah. that got to Seville in in 2003. Rangers are potentially here just a a couple of games away from from or well, four games away from yeah. getting to a European final.
3: You know you're you're right in saying that everybody remembers the Celtic lineup. Everybody remembers the Rangers lineup. Everybody remembers the day. Um, and they'll always be for that reason um, go down in history at the cl- at the, at the clubs so I know you're saying four games but that's a long way away for me still Rob I know I did say one game at a time you did <laughs> um, but you know they could be but let's just um, get this one over over and done with first um, hopefully it's just I have to go and it's, it's Red Star have to score two goals
2: yeah, we're ninety seconds away from half time in Belgrade, and Rangers are up the pitch, which is where they want to be. Just a triangle of passes down the the touchline involving Kamara, Bassi, Kent, looking to create. Now it's really a really good positive run into the box, coming in off the the left hand <laughs> side from Calvin he, Calvin glasses Rob Rob's trying <laughs> to look at that wee, got, you've got a big screen I've got a I've, I've got a wee screen over there but it was it was Calvin cal- well, how, how much has he come on as a yes. player
3: well <clears throat> obviously um, if I remember Gerard gave him his place and gave him more game time just before he left and he was playing at centre back and everybody was saying he can play centre back and left back but you all know when you don't play your natural position surely or often or not you end up, you end up underperforming just because it's not your position and when he plays left back now and it's all about competition as Regan said when Barisic and Bassi are, are going for competition and he has improved massively and he was unfortunate there not to get a shot away oh what oh, a save safe. by McGregor as we talk there um, the, the I don't know who it is but he cuts inside and he shoots with his left foot going in top corner and McGregor makes a wonderful save again to keep it at 1-0 um, and it's a corner number yep. 24 Oof. Puccini who was actually looked as if he was struggling with a hamstring injury because um, Kent was running at him so yeah. much. He seemed OK there, uh, but a fantastic strike and a fantastic save. Even well, better save.
2: Do you think that's a better save than the earlier one? Um, I'd I, need ju- to ju- see I just again. wondered whether that was at a better height for him, that one. We'll see. There's a corner kick incoming at the moment, so Rangers are under a little bit of pressure here as uh, half-time beckons inside stoppage time at the end of the first 45 and there's a looping header that ends up in the gloves of, of Alan McGregor uh, and we're just about at half time in Belgrade and I would imagine any second now we're going to see uh, another rerun of uh, of that shot it was uh, cutting in off the right hand side left foot shot yeah it's a really, it is a really it is it's it is a... a really good save it's quite it's a
3: really good save because somebody's in front of him yeah. and yeah. he can't really see it always yeah. um, well. got a good good bit
4: of power in it but if there's anybody out there that's been doubting McGregor of late, the, the, two fantastic saves again. He's kept him in the game, Simon. He has.
2: That, that was Pacini, you said, wasn't yeah, it? Puccini. Yeah. Pacini, not the composer, but uh, yeah. Pacini <laughs> with a with left foot shot, which yeah. was flashing in over the top of McGregor, and he just reaches up a right glove and tips it over the top. So one with his left glove, one yeah. with his right in the first half. Hands. Two big saves from
3: Alan McGregor. And, uh, you know, that, that was almost 2 0 right yeah. on half time. And what it is as well, that's. The important save that I can really think of, obviously the home game, the Mm. the penalty, Mm -hmm. and what he does is he shows a strong hand in all of the three shots. You know how many times have you seen a goalkeeper make a good save, but it falls for the striker to put and tap it in? That's one thing that Alan McGregor does. He has a strong hand, either left or right, to put it out for a for a corner or whatever.
2: I think he'd other big saves at Ibrox as well, didn't he? That that's the one that we remember the the strong hand from the penalty. But I think he'd other big saves in the game as well. He's had two uh, tonight in Belgrade and it really is an amazing answer and we shouldn't really be too surprised because he's been doing it for a long long time but um, the fact that he was getting criticism seemed, now seems pretty ridiculous earlier on in the season because yet again big saves in big games Simon uh, and, and if Rangers are are getting to the quarter-finals. He gets a massive slap on the back.
4: certainly does. He just says he's, he's kept Rangers there with, the, with those two saves. He's kept it at 1-0 because it's a couple of great... The second one's a great strike there. He's got his right hand to it and touched that away. But it's the mentality. That, that was with Griegs in his early career at Dunfermline and he showed it there as well. It's his mentality, you know. So, taking that wee bit of stick, he's getting on. He's, what, 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, making a couple of mistakes, it could easy go the other way you know he could let it affect him but it's his mentality he's strong he's shown that through his career he's bounced back saves last week saves again tonight he's he's tremendous he's he's kept and he's kept Rangers in that there you know he's yes. kept um, albeit Rangers have had a couple of chances at the, the other end it's a couple of really good saves
2: you've got you've got two years of magic still to come before you catch up on him age wise so alright you, you're you. a you're a young thing Spring chicken We can at this point 1-0 um, at half time in Belgrade um, Have a chat with you Chris About uh, about Kilmarnock oh, uh, hey. Big game against Queen of the South uh, Coming up this weekend Two home games then Patrick Thistle after that um, I was at your game the other Friday uh, When you uh, blew Air United away In the first 16 minutes In the, the the Ayrshire Derby How are you feeling Having
3: got to the top of the championship Of course our both lost yeah no good Rob must be honest the last time I was in here we were sitting second and we were maybe struggling for form a little bit and you know the manager was still trying to think with formations and know the right personnel or whatever but what he was looking for was to be more consistent and I think after maybe draws at Partick Fissel Dunfermline and then losing at Arbroath you know we didn't look like we were going to challenge for the the championship but ever since then I think we've got we're in top form in the, in the form chart after I think nine games after that, nine or ten games. So it's looking good. So the last time I was in, I was sitting second. This time, we're sitting first. So next time you're in, you
2: could be celebrating the title. So
3: hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you'll be buying me a celebrated drink. Absolutely, no problem at all (laughs) with that. Uh, What about our broth? Do you think we
2: get the answer this weekend, Simon, about our broth who were heavily beaten at Inverness last time out? Uh, on the same weekend that that Kilmarnock uh, won Partick Thistle lost of course uh, as well at that weekend they're at home to Air United uh, at Gayfield they've got a couple of home games coming up as well they'll they'll look to for their own self-belief I guess they'll they'll want to come back with a win this weekend
4: yeah I think so I think that's their first real poor performance for a little while and now they're playing catch up you know Kilmarnock have got into pole position it's a different you know it's a different mentality chasing they have to bounce back. They have to bounce back and and, and keep on Kilmarnock's tails. But I think Kilmarnock I caught the game against the United, or some of the game. Uh, I think the game was actually done by the time I, I got back in and watched it. Kilmarnock were, were ahead quite early in the game. I think they've got themselves into a strong position. I think Derek McInnes coming in has done a really good job. I, I, I kind of hope with the kind of romantic side of it with Dick Campbell, makes mm. Gaffer, but I think Kilmarnock now will... Going and that league when was he your manager That Campbell remind at me Partick, with at Partick Redick, right few, okay yeah a few years and uh, enjoyed my time with him and as I say I've, he's a great guy a great character as you'll know yeah. and it's a lovely story Albroth. Uh but yeah now the real work happens and see if they can bounce back at the weekend
2: so yeah. many people want this happy story I to come know. true the part-timers apart for, apart promoted for to the premiership <laughs> yeah, but, for me, yeah. <laughs> I know. It,
4: no exactly that's what I
2: was just going to say <laughs> to you you know but you you guys just have to be professional and brutal about it. You you need to be bouncing back to the Premiership.
3: Of course. And I can understand why everybody wants the romance of hearing about a part time team, you know, overachieving if you might you might say to, to get into the Premier League. I don't know if that's ever happened before. Um, whether it would stay part time, I don't know if they did. But yeah, no, we have to be just Focus, hey, take a game at a time, Rob. Oh. As they say, but if there's one thing, I think we've got more home games than we have away games, which helps as well. Mm. We've got a bro foot home as well, I think the second last game of the season. Um, yeah, but we've got tough games coming up. You know, obviously, we play Queen of the South. Every Rob, game's
2: a tough game in the championship you know because
3: every team's got something to go play for. Well, I'll tell you something, Rob. This has been I've played since I've came back in the, in the premiership in the top flight, mm. and there's no disrespect to either side of the league, it's just different. But this has been the toughest for me. Very much so. It's just a different way of playing. Um, maybe more defenders. You know, as we talk about that deeper approach from other teams, and they play differently against Camanachd. They do against probably someone else in the league because we are probably like the Celtic Rangers of, of the division. Yeah. Um, so they raise our game. Uh, against us, whether that's just normal behaviour or not. But I've I've enjoyed the challenge, but it has been tough. I'm not going to lie. It has been tough.
2: What's the difference between Derek McInnes and Tommy Wright?
3: Um, I think every every manager is different. I think every manager has different attributes, um, and I think if we do get promoted, you have to thank both managers because they've contributed to us hopefully getting promoted. Um, what a diplomatic answer that was! Was it? Did you like it? That was very good. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, I I enjoy my time with with Tommy Wright, and I'm enjoying my time with Derek McInnes as well. Um, obviously, to have different sort of styles of of management and approach and coaching. Um, so I, I I believe that Tom Wright obviously lost his job. I think he will be back in the game. Look at the success he had with St Johnson. Mm. Um, whether he decides to to still be in Scotland or go to Ireland or whatever. But um I've enjoyed both. And do you know what I've learned from both? Yeah. So I've took whatever I want to achieve uh, later when I do retire in my career at the age of forty or whatever you've got to tell me. Um that no, I'll, I will be definitely I learn from every single manager.
2: And talking about Tommy Wright, his successor uh, Callum Davidson won't be on the touchline for St. Johnston against Motherwell at the weekend in Perth. Uh, Callum has tested positive for COVID. Let's hope he is okay, makes a good recovery, um, but he will not be uh, um, on the touchline in <clears throat> Perth. It will be Stephen McLean who will take charge of St. Johnston against Motherwell at a crucial time uh, for them as well. Uh battling against Dundee to try to avoid bottom spot and automatic relegation. In Belgrade, it is half-time and Rangers are a goal down to Red Star but they lead still 3-1 on aggregate.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go.
2: English Premier League game that's gone on tonight Everton against Newcastle Ryan (laughs) Fraser starts for Newcastle he's not in the Scotland squad I think he's still in the naughty step after uh, saying no to a squad and then training with uh, Newcastle earlier on in the season Uh, so he's not in the squad but if he keeps on doing what he's doing and we're back in it you would have thought meantime Nathan Patterson is in the squad but he's not in the Everton team he's barely been in the Everton team uh, since moving from Rangers he's on the bench again uh, will he play next week against Poland? Uh, do you think, Chris Nathan Patterson?
3: Um, maybe it depends on training. I think it's been a long time since Steve Clark's four, had his four months. Yeah, it's four months, so it's it's difficult. I think what he'll do is he'll judge on the training. Um, obviously, as well as how many how much game time you've had with your club. But you're right obviously in Ryan Fraser I think he is a little bit in the notice there, I think he's probably got a one game suspension or a, <laughs> yeah. one, a one meet up camp suspension yeah. um, and then if he keeps performing well then he'll be included.
2: He's kept it very much as is I think Stevie Clark David Marshall was back but I think David Marshall was injured the other night playing for a QPR <laughs> so no confirmation yet but I just wondered whether uh, David Marshall having got his way back in might be having to pull out again but no news of that as yet Aaron Hickey picked for the first time in the senior squad talking of naughty <laughs> step uh, he seemed to to say no to the under 21s and yeah. then got the call to the, the big team
4: Yeah but again I think us as a nation we can't give up that quality I think he's been out to Italy and done really well by all mm. accounts so it's another good player another kind of back area uh, he's
2: adaptable as well isn't he because yeah. because I think he plays left back mostly for Bologna but he can but he can, he can play, play right back right, as well. which yeah. is
4: which is a bonus for us because probably for him as well because yeah. you look at the left yeah. hand side absolutely it's, it's our strongest bit you know with Tierney and and Andy Robertson so maybe benefit him playing on the other side I'm disappointed with the way it's happened for Patterson down at Everton you know I, I really like him mm-hmm. uh, and I think he's got off to a, a really good start with his Scotland career and I think he's got a bright future. It's just a shame he's not getting that game time down there at the moment.
2: Is that maybe because Everton are toiling and... Uh, change of manager yeah, also. Change, change of manager as well. But, but you know, the position they're in, are you going to take a chance on a newish 19-year-old, 20-year-old full-back or are you going to go with Seamus Coleman?
3: Yeah, exactly that. And also, I think they've bought him for the future also. Um he'll learn a lot from Seamus Coleman he'll learn a lot from experience having to move to England Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if next season if he doesn't start then he might have to get loaned out to a championship club um, and play maybe a full season with a lot of games under his belt and then maybe see the following season it becomes an actual mainstay in the Everton team
2: just looking at uh, some of the Rangers substitutes warming up at half time, uh, limbering up uh, during the interval before we get started in the second half. Red Star 1, Rangers 0, teams beginning to reemerge now for the Second half after that uh, late first half save from Alan McGregor with his right hand uh, from Puccini, having saved with his left hand earlier on from Ivanic, who has scored the only goal of the game so far, following a corner kick. Poor defensively from Rangers, but they have had uh, their moments going forward as well. Giovanni van Bronckhorst and his team, it is 1-0, it is 3-1 Rangers on aggregate. 45 minutes to go, uh, 45 minutes away from the Europa League quarterfinals uh, before that last break we were talking about <coughs> Championship, uh, Kilmarnock Queen of the South 53 points for Killy on the back of their Ayrshire Derby win our both of 51 so two points behind Kilmarnock against Queen of the South at the weekend, our both against Air United um, who capitulated a little bit against Killy, uh, that the other Friday night, of Thistle at home to Hamilton Thistle could still be in that shakedown for automatic promotion but that looks to me as if they've got a bit to do. Wraith uh, Rovers play Inverness and it could be the two of them who are competing for the last promotion playoff place, you would think, mm-hmm. Chris?
3: Well, the one thing at Wraith Rovers is they stopped the rut eventually. I think mm. they, they get their first league win since the last time they beat us in December. So they went a long, long time without winning um, in the league and they did that last week. So... Um, they had a really, really strong start to the season and then fell a little, fell away a little bit. Like Inverness have probably done, but um, they're still a good, they're still two good teams. Obviously, Rafe Rovers good passers of the ball and Inverness are more more of a, a, a direct playoff, great combination play in, in the forward areas. They've got good attacking threat. So I'm not saying much, Rob, because you're talking about playoffs and stuff like that. Mm. I do not want to see the playoffs because that gives me nightmares. Obviously, of what happened last season. Mm. I would rather just go up automatically.
2: Could you not exercise those demons of last season though? If you went to the promotion playoffs this time and won, but no, I mean, you know, you want to keep it yeah. simple, don't you? You want to yeah, win the league and
3: and go back to the Premiership, of course. And it would be be great. That's one of the main reasons why I signed back for Comanot, mm-hmm. you know, because I wanted to rectify what I was part of of being a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, Never, I have had my CV as a relegation, and it was a horrible, horrible. Summer for me, um, and it would vindicate
2: that decision to stay with Colmanic, where yeah, you had right. offers to stay yeah, in yeah. the Premiership.
3: Yeah, no, you're totally right in that. And um, I've enjoyed the challenge as much as it's been difficult, but uh, hopefully, we got over the line. And not just me, the, 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 my teammates, and obviously the manager and coaching staff, and the whole club. You know, I, I think it's a club that definitely is geared to, be in, to be in the Premier League, yeah, you know likes said Derek McInnes there now and his yeah. coaching staff so I think if we do which I, d- I don't want to, to say that we are if we do we have the potential to kick on
2: The Friday night game Dunfermline Morton one year old team Simon um, against a Morton side mm. who've uh, really picked up under Doogie Emery's management
4: Yeah I'm just looking at the table actually as you, as you guys were chatting there and Dunfermline obviously precarious at the bottom Rob and it's not looking good for them at all I think uh, Morton it's very much. It still is very much mm-hmm. the kind of a case of two two halves. That division, Morton have gathered a bit of momentum and probably put a dent in Partick's uh, championship hopes last week. Partick yep. getting a lead against them and, and getting pegged back and losing that game. So it's it's a big one for them, Firmin.
3: Just a chance there, Rob, as Simon was speaking. It was a corner, um, in swinging corner. and It was, wasn't a great corner, but whoever was defending the front area had miskicked it and it's bounced and McGregor tipped it away. Um, so a little chance at the, the start of the second half, half there for Red Star. It's his night, isn't it? Uh,
2: just Just as it was last Thursday with that amazing penalty save. And he is on top form again for Rangers tonight. Alan McGregor, uh, at the age of 40, pulling off big saves, keeping the scoreline at 1-0. Uh, Red Star against Rangers, 3-1 Rangers on aggregate. Barcelona have turned that game around in Turkey against Galatasaray. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has scored four minutes into the second half for Barca, uh, who now lead uh, 2-1 in uh, Turkey. So they looking at this stage uh, as if they might... Uh, poke their nose into the quarterfinals in. and, well, you would just imagine a team of Barcelona's quality mm. and pedigree that uh, they should be... They, well, they should be winning the Europa League, shouldn't they?
4: They should be. I mean, they're... they're oh,
3: oh he's through. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, Simon. On you go.
4: No, just a great <laughs> chance for Bill Grade there. I think the lad just stretched and... It looked as if he was going to square it for his teammate. He just got too much on it.
3: Yeah, um, let's not
2: talk about Barcelona. let for the first yeah, last no, few minutes no, of listen, the show. We'll, we'll speak about again,
3: this again. Again, they're conceding too many chances. Rangers at the beginning of the first half, they've done it, and now at the second half, Kent dribbles in their half and loses the ball, Ooh. and it's a breakaway, a through ball. Bassi re- recovers well, um, trying to muscle the player out of the ball off the ball but inside the box he tries to square it just to, for the player to tap it in and he's stretching ever so slightly when he goes to stretch it past um, and give the, the pass to Ivanovic for his, his second goal but it just just passed out for a, a free kick actually because it recovered the players recovered and then got a free kick but they've done nothing with the
2: free no, kick No they had a real chance to keep the pressure on Rangers there with a free kick uh, it was even itch out on the left hand side but he's whipped it too long uh, beyond everyone and Alan McGregor was able to wave that farewell on its way, a high and wide, and the uh, Red Star coach on the touchline is calling yeah, absolutely. I think bananas. it was sloppy,
3: Rob. I think that should be three-two, if I'm honest. As much yeah, as he was sliding, yes. he, he, he gave him the pass.
4: He just I had th- to, caress it. he took point and just get too much yeah. on it out yeah. of reach of his teammate
3: there.
2: And, and he, if he gets that right, which he should have done, yeah. you felt, then it, it's an absolute tap-in, isn't
3: it? Well, for, McGregor for, came out. to to close the angle Mm. and um, the player was to the left hand side just to to slot it in a bit like uh, the Morelos where Kent uh, gave the ball to Kent um, for the disallowed goal in the the first game Mm. when Morelos obviously the VAR overruled it so it was a little bit like that only obviously the player was stretching to slide it to the player
2: it continues to be uh, very delicately poised, doesn't it? In the in the yes, second leg, but it, it, you, what you can't <laughs> what you can't fail to, to appreciate is that the Rangers still have the three one aggregate score.
4: Yeah, they're away from home, so you're you're going to experience moments in this game. They're now the clock's ticked down to forty minutes to go. It's still 1-0. zero. They're still well ahead in this tie. You're going to experience moments like that, especially away from home. It's Rangers just need to be careful. Uh, as, as Red Star break again here but yeah you're, you're always going to have to weather the storm at times it's, it's it's not been a game like that in the 50 minutes where it's been continuous there's been little spells li- little danger, dangerous signs that they're more than capable of getting a goal again but sort of Rangers sort of Rangers have had their moments as well right. you just see Lindstrom
3: arguing with Tavenier there Yeah, telling him that's twice so I think it caused Tavenier maybe playing the long ball too much or whatever Um, but having a little go at each other which is fine I like that You know, they're, they're, they've got demands of each other and they have to make sure that they manage the game well um, and that just shows you the importance of um, wanting to win a football match um, they're all in it together and sometimes you have to do that in the game
2: Almost at the end of the show as Rangers uh, mount a pretty decent-looking attack. Couldn't quite in the end get the shot away, but the scoreline remains the same. Chris, thank you very much. Good to see you again. Thank you. Uh, Good luck at the weekend. Simon, thanks a lot. Uh, Good to have you on the show as ever. Good to have all of you listening as well. It is Red Star 1, Rangers 0. It is Rangers 3-1 on aggregate and uh, still on course for the Europa League quarterfinals. We're back tomorrow night, live at
0: 5 fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.